Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, discussing why you're stronger than what you think you are. In this episode, he talks about the importance of finding meaning in life and driving purpose, and picking up your responsibilities and handling them and taking the tougher route. He One of the biggest things that he hits on is that people are not fine the way they are, but we're coached into believing by society and by everything else is that we're just perfect just the way we are. Now, you may be a great person individually, and you might be a fantastic person to be around, but you're not perfect, so there's always room for improvement. And I think that's what Dr. Peterson is hitting on. If you can improve, then you should improve. On the path to achieve your goals, you'll realize there are hardships that are just simply too much to face. Pick yourself up and try anyway, because like Dr. Peterson says, you are stronger than you think you are. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy today's show. You need a meaningful life. It's not optional because that combats the suffering. And more than that, if you lead a meaningful life, which means to adopt responsibility, almost inevitably, you actually make things better. And so you can take people down to the bottom of the abyss and you can say, it's no wonder that you despair given your finitude, but there's so much possibility that surrounds you that you can make something of that regardless of, its, of the reality of its horror. And you do that with responsibility. And people understand that. And so it, it isn't just a call to make, making things better. It's not a call to a utopia that's produced by human imagination. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's the insistence that without the proper engagement in truth, that your life will your life will degenerate and you will end up embittered and in hell. And so the conversation just hasn't been serious enough, I would say. And that's especially bad for young people. You know, one of the things I tell young people all the time, I'm not a very typical psychologist in this regard because psychologists like to pat people on the head and say, you're all right the way you are. I talked to Bishop Barron a while ago, and he said that the Catholic priests were trained in the 1960s to kind of be accepting, you know, humanistically. Mm-hmm. You're okay the way you are, you know. And that's such rubbish. It's like, <laughs> not only are you not okay the way you are, you don't think that anybody else is okay the way they are either. And you're not, you don't think your children are okay the way they are. Like, you love them and all that, but you don't want them to stay three years old their entire life. You want them to expand and improve and become who they are and so instead of telling young people that they're okay the way they are I tell them that and it's a terrible message for them if they're desperate you know so let's say 10% of the people in my audience are young maybe they're young men just for the sake of argument and they're like not in good shape they don't have any goals they're they're drinking too much they're watching pornography all the time. They've got no aim. They've got no structure in their life. And they're just bloody miserable. And the misery is twisting them into 
malevolence because enough misery will absolutely do that to you. And then what are you going to do and come along and say, well, you're, you're okay the way you are? It's like, that's the last thing they want to hear. It's like, get your damn act together. You know, you got things to do and they're going to be difficult. And that, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an echoing Christian message in there, I would say, which is you pick up the weight of your suffering voluntarily and you walk uphill with it. And that not only gives you the meaning that you need in, in your life to stop you from degenerating in a dangerous manner, but it actually makes things better. And so that, that, that all has to be part of it. Like I believe in human ingenuity. I think we can solve all the problems that beset us, but it can't just be, it has to be more than we can enhance material well-being, which is what it tends to be now. It's not enough. Life is hard. It's, it's, it's a crucifixion. That's right. And so it's no wonder they think that. It's like, okay, fine. First of all, we're going to take it seriously. Yeah, you're suffering and adrift, and you have your reasons. But th- and so you take those reasons seriously, and you say, despite that, despite that, there's more to you than you think. And you know that, too, because you upbraid yourself for not manifesting it. And you say to people, well, I ask people, for example, well, who do you admire? Because that's that instinct for admiration is part of the instinct for imitation. It's like, who do you admire? You admire people who are completely irresponsible? You admire people who can't take care of themselves? They can't even take care of themselves. Here's the most admirable person. Completely useless to themselves, maybe even counterproductive. Just a bloody catastrophe for their family and like a social danger. Like no one admires that. No one admires that. It's like you start minimally. Can you take care of yourself? At least that, that'd be the first thing. And then is there more, is there enough to you so that maybe someone else could rely on you now and then? And maybe, maybe a number of people, maybe your family. You could be, a, you could be the glue that holds them together and, 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 and mends them. And then maybe there could be more to you than that. Maybe you could be someone for your community and God only knows how far you could go with that. Those are the people you admire. It's like, well, try that out. See what happens. And start locally. Jung, Carl Jung said, uh, this is one of my favorite Carl Jung quotes, he said, modern man does not see God because he will not look low enough. I really like that. And so, you know, I've been telling the people that I talk to the same thing. It's like, you have a certain amount of potential within your grasp. You may find what you have contemptible because you're not in a position of power. This modicum of possibility that's been granted to you is beneath you. And so you do nothing with it. And so you get nothing from it. You take that seriously. You do the small things you can, the humble things that you can to put yourself together in in those tiny, embarrassing ways that are real. And if you do that enough, you'll, you'll you'll fortify yourself. And that will work. And you know, one of the things that's been unbelievably heartening to me, it's ridiculous, really, Normally, now, if I go out during the day, if I go to any city, I've been to like 150 cities in the last year, and if I'm walking around on the street or in an airport, someone will come up to me about every 10 minutes or so, and they'll say the same thing. They always say the same thing. They first of all apologize for bothering me, and they're very polite. 
So all my interactions with people, you'd never guess this from like my reputation in the press, but all my interactions with people in public are unbelievably positive. And the, the people will come up and say, you know, I was in this small domain of hell a year ago or six months ago, whatever it is, addiction, alcoholism, I wasn't getting along with my family. I'd been living with my girlfriend for five years and we were stuck. I didn't have any direction for my career. I was nihilistic, you know, I was whatever. You know all the different ways that people can fall into a pit and, 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 and be miserable. He said, I read your books or I watched your lectures and I decided I was gonna, I was gonna try to put my family together. Or I was gonna, I was gonna make a vision and pursue it. Or I was gonna try telling the truth. I was just gonna try one of these things. And things are way better, way better. You know, and sometimes it's a father and a son or sometimes it's a son and a daughter or it's a girlfriend and a, and a boyfriend and the girlfriend's very happy usually because her boyfriend has straightened up substantially and maybe they're getting married and like he's half civilized at this point. And, <laughs> but but, but, it's, but it's, it's, it's an unbelievably positive thing to see and, and it's a real thing, you know. It's like, it's, it's so interesting to watch the fact that all people have to do is put some of these things into practice and all of a sudden that little modicum of potential that they had because they got humble enough to deal with it properly starts to expand and expand. And like I believe, and I do believe this, and I think this is part of the Christian message fundamentally, is that there's actually no limit to that expansion. You know, because in some sense, like we are this weird combination of finite and infinite. Like we're related to the infinite in some manner, obviously, because the infinite exists and here we are. And so we're related to it in some manner. And I don't know what manner that is, but I don't know what the limits are. It's like if you were the best person you could be, you know, truly, if you decided to live by truth and to aim at the good, and you really did that, you put your whole heart and soul into it. Like you were, like that's what you were staking your life on, because you're staking your life on something. Who the hell could you be? And no one knows, you know? You know perfectly well you could be far more than you are. And you don't know what the upper limit of that is. And we certainly don't know what the upper limit would be if there were lots of people doing that. God only knows what problems we could solve. You know, there's lots of suffering and misery in the world. Plenty. And it's no wonder that people get bitter. But God, as you pointed out before, you know, we've got no shortage of ingenuity and possibility. And if we were serious about making things less wretched than they are, who knows? what miracles we could pull off. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs>